0: Host Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: Doing very well, Sarah. Happy Monday. How are you doing this evening?
0: Happy Monday. We were just talking about how our Monday sucked.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get some positive energy here. <laughs> and happy early Thanksgiving, by the way.
0: You too, yes. Happy Thanksgiving to all, but more importantly, Merry Christmas for Wonder Woman.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You what know, are
0: your thoughts that they finally caved on that?
1: So, you know, we, it's funny because we, we, we talked about this last week, uh, the day before they, uh, made the, the announcement about the, uh, f- December 25th, uh, release on both HBO max and, and also in the theater and at least domestically, because, uh, Internationally, they are planning on releasing the film December 16th. But, you know, I I joked with you uh, via message over the weekend how the writing was on the wall. I just completely missed putting the clues together when HBO Max and Amazon cut a deal that uh, the product, you know, they were able to get HBO Max finally on Amazon Fire devices because, you know, all Mm-hmm. That and Roku are like the last, I think the last two big streaming apps that were, or devices that were still hanging out there and Roku is still, still doing. So I think they're just trying to work out some issues with, uh, you know, revenue sharing and all that. But, uh, with, but getting back to Wonder Woman itself, uh, I was, I, I, I was glad that they, that they had finally made the decision because one, to film, I I, I looking at it again you know the film was actually done in like 2018 i mean they finished filming then
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: and it's been since what 2017 2016 that from the first one so you know at this juncture we're getting close to four years i think three to four years since the the original wonder woman came out so you know that's a lifetime in in this genre and and so i think they made the right decision you know, to uh, release it both on the streaming platform of HBO Max and also in the theater. Clearly, you know, folks really, really enjoy it and have that small screen experience whenever it is safe and people are comfortable going back to movie theaters. And and it gets wider release in both New York and and, and LA, which, quite frankly, I think that's the main reason why they. Decided to go this route because they were looking at what was going on with the COVID numbers and realizing that those places are going to be shut down again um, yeah. over you know for 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 the foreseeable future, particularly over the Christmas holiday. So at this point, let's cut our losses, put it on there, see what we can make back as far as revenue. You know, there will be the international box office as well in places that do have COVID under control as as, as well as you can and. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can
1: make money there, and 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 go for you know, and 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 then they'll probably maybe release it again at some point in twenty twenty one when uh, you know Whenever big markets, get yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe.
0: <laughs> I like. I don't. I don't think they should do that. Yeah. Um. I just. I I really don't see the benefit in re-releasing these films in theaters because those who are able to hold out to whatever whatever we've been in since March, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about.
2: Yeah. yeah. It seems
0: both just like it was yesterday and like it was ten years ago. Yet I think that the impact that they're going to see in terms of HBO Max subscribers is going to be significant enough um, that that I don't really see a point. Because those who really wanted to see it will have seen it. Yeah. And Will, <laughs> a part of me is already accepted the fact that I don't think it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> I have this suspicion just because of the way the third act of the first one ended Mm -hmm. and also like what you just said they shot this and had this ready to go or filmed at least end of end of 2018 and and yes there's been covid but there there was this time before covid i know we've all forgotten about that time period but last year did happen it did (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and, and this movie has had a few different release dates um, so I just I, I don't think that the movies that start to drop on streaming services should get re-released in the theaters um, I, I think the subscription route I, I am excited even though I, I have my doubts about the movie guys I've always had doubts about DC it's DC um, I, I still am thankful thankful that they're doing this because i needed something well i needed a yeah. win
1: yeah we we needed something yeah we we needed to have some content for for the holidays because because it's the holidays i mean you, you know you're looking forward to that big end of year release and you know, and typically in december we do get those big temple movies uh, to 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 enjoy over the holiday time. So, I know you know at least we'll have Wonder Woman to do for that over the Christmas holidays to to watch, and and then of course we'll get you know we'll be a good lead into to one to uh WandaVision in January. And I did see where uh, Marvel uh, and Disney Plus are like, no Black Widow is still going. They're still looking for that May 2021 box office release. And and quite frankly, that don't they don't need at this point. I mean they have enough properties uh with WandaVision and 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 all of that and, and enough subscribers on Disney Plus at this point where they don't need to do this kind of thing uh that Warner is trying to do with you know getting more subscribers to to HBO Max.
0: It's not about what they need, Will. It's about what I need.
1: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> It's what you need, and yeah, unfortunately, it's not you know, Black Widow is not going to be under your Christmas tree this year.
0: <laughs> <sighs> we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> in other DC related news, because that's all we ever seem to talk about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, some Marvel news on this timeline today. Don't worry. <laughs> all
0: right, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, new. There is a images have been released of DC Titans. And season three, um, mainly Starfire's new costume. That's all I got. I didn't look at the images.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't do your homework? Well, granted it did come out today, but
0: I I got home from a eye appointment that would never end. <laughs> and I sat down and I ate <laughs> and I took a shower. And now we're here, well. So no I know. Not, and and we didn't even talk about my work day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a work day that basically I swear to god all I did was I looked at spreadsheets for oh. nine hours. That's it. Uh,
1: uh well I will well go 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 look at your timeline real fast. Uh I did ta- I did tag in a photo of Starfire's New costume because it is fire. I mean it really, really is uh amazing what uh they have. Put together for her for this upcoming third season, and it uh, it's well disturbed because
0: it's all right,
1: huh? I, I really a- like it.
0: I you always really like these images, and what I see is Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever see. In poses like these. show me an image of her shooting a scene in that outfit, and then oh. we. Really determine there. if it's good or not.
1: There is there is a still photo of her in the costume.
0: I did you did you tag me on that one? Because yeah, I did. don't see
1: it. Yeah, it's like four photos that I tagged you on. It's like three of them are like the. Uh... Yeah,
0: the, the, that's the one that I see Photoshop on.
1: Okay. Well, that's
0: yeah. a shot of her filming an actual scene in the TV show. Well.
1: Oh. True, true. But I know it's a product. It's it's one of those stills. Better better than some of the ones we saw from eraverse the whenever they were doing the uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth photos. But I really like it. I I I think given one, she's probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest characters of that on that show. For one, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so I think her, you know, especially given that Starfire, and of course this upcoming season. You'll have black fire as well, and the, you know the, we saw in the second season uh, that dynamic as far as between the two of them, and and so there's that. Uh, also, uh, it, she uh, really didn't have. You know, I, I know a lot of folks were grumbling early on with the costumes that they had from the first season whenever we, we did see some of those production stills of, of them shoot, filming scenes with, with her in the, in the original costume that she had. Uh, so I think this is very fitting and that they finally did do her right uh, for this upcoming third season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that this season is going to focus on Starfire because although I liked season two more than season one of the show, I did note a absence of Starfire and more importantly an absence of scenes between her and Nightwing so if the writers can please refocus their attention to the stars of the show that would be great <laughs> 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you part of the reason why I like season two better is we know this season is gonna be her versus Blackfire and then we also know that we're going to have um, Red Hood appear And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of momentum um, And I just can't wait to chuckle When they manage to screw it up
1: <laughs> No, <laughs> so, no, so, no, right. no I, I don't think they'll screw it up I mean, I think you know It'd be different if it were like the CW
0: <laughs> True, true, true CW. It, it's still DC <laughs>
1: But well, no, no. I, I, so you know? DC on the small screen, they their track record is a whole heck of a lot better than a big screen. You've-
0: it is a lot better. However, we'll just get into this news right now. Yeah. There, there is signs. I mean, whether you listen to the interview with Stephen Amell talking about his his last day of shooting, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when
0: when you listen to Brandon Ralph um talk about how he was informed that both him and his wife would no longer be on Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like they it's still CW, it still all goes back to DC in my opinion. Um but but I, I take your point. They have overall been um fairly stable. Um and, and really where some of the quote unquote shadiness is from the announcement that this season of Black Lightning season four will be the final season of yeah. the series, um, which came out as a surprise for all of us. But more importantly, it especially um, based on an interview done, um, it, it was a shock to the, the actors and the actresses on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a shock. I mean, just I was just thinking you know, all the shows that we like just get canceled after, especially after they have stru- you know good seasons or, or, very positive, uh, media coverage. Like you know I, I was thinking how, how they really highlighted a lot of members of that cast on DC fandom this this past uh, past, past summer, and mm-hmm. and and so. Yeah, Black Lightning canceled, and just like Krypton, hope at least at least they were able to uh, be able to finish out their story. Uh, it's it it did seem to come as a surprise to everyone. I know China McLean, she uh, did she did film her Instagram live um, over the weekend, and you know really shared a lot of things uh, mm-hmm. about uh, not only. One of the things of of note was that she was already planning on leaving the series to begin with. This would have been her last season anyway, uh, had they continued uh, and noted that we'll see fewer uh, episodes with her in it this upcoming season, because she, she was stepping back. Uh, There was also the fact that uh, she did make some comments about things. Business. on the business side of uh, the production, that death, like like as you noted, Stephen and Brandon's comments that uh, things aren't all hunky dory. Seems like a lot of times behind the behind a camera in the Perlantiverse <laughs> with the way they handle certain certain personnel and other aspects of of the uh, the work. So and yeah. Then-
0: to mention all of like a few years ago during the Me Too movement, producers, showrunners got fired, and even yep. in this last year, The Flash lost an actor um, mm-hmm. due to tweets that were discovered. So yeah,
1: and even new series with the writers' room with Superman and Lois, uh, exactly. the issues that uh, that she raised about Me Too and some of the questionable um, arcs they were trying to, as far as uh, some of those characters of color and other, other yep. aspects of it, so yeah, so that's and uh, yeah, that's just on the TV side, we're not even getting into all the stuff at Ray Fisher, so uh, yeah,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Even yeah. on the TV side, their track record, I think, because when we compare the film with the TV or against the TV the the film we have dcu and the joke that it is sorry (laughs) it's my favorite tagline for that but then we have that compared against cw verse where there's just all of these shows and as much as they've tried to make it a single universe it still feels like they're they each have their own lane and um And their own world so so when you start to notice like oh well that happened on legends that doesn't mean that that transpires over into the flash or arrow or black lightning and then and then you notice a few months later something goes wrong with flash and then a year later something goes wrong with black lightning you're like wait a second it's still all dc it's still all under this umbrella of a studio so yeah yeah. I, I also, I just, I wonder if part of the problem is since 2012, they've 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 built a universe, but they've also built all of these different production offices with very similar people. I mean, mm. um, the showrunner of Batwoman, Carolyn Dryers, she used to be a writer on Vampire Diaries.
1: Right, Like right. It,
0: CW is a very small studio because they they do manage to take writers and actors who they they have used in the past and reuse them on other shows for, mm-hmm. um and and so sometimes you just manage to get your, you manage to find the wrong person who over years may change and start to make the wrong decisions.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a very good point that you that you raised there. That uh, this this the CW network is, they, 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 you know, they do uh, to their credit grow their talent, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, in many cases, people do shift from pro- pro- production to production, and uh, it, sometimes you know, problem children we'll get moved from one show to another show yeah. and the problem is just sort of follow follow them. So yeah, you know, again, it, it, this, this cancellation of black lightning, especially on the heels of the you know, naming the the painkiller spinoff, uh, it was just kind of a, like, Oh, we were so excited. You know, we're getting another show with another lead of color and then boom, they like hit it. You know, they, they, they blindside you with this yeah. other news. So it, it, it just definitely, it definitely took the, a little bit of the shine mm-hmm. off of the, News about painkiller, yeah, from earlier in the week. When, whenever, you, when you drop this kind of news,
0: yeah, I, I mean, no news is good news in twenty twenty, but yeah. <laughs> it, it was out of nowhere. We're, we are also very accustomed to five seasons, yeah. five seasons max. These, yeah,
2: yeah. It, you exactly. Can
0: keep green light yeah. for a season two, you get five seasons. So the fact that this is a four season. And 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 something else worth noting about that. Well, why five seasons? Five seasons allows for syndication. Exactly. And so they're ending it at the end of the fourth season through and no one has really explained why.
1: Yeah, yeah. I only yeah, I just yeah, I was just, I was trying to figure out you know, is it a situation where like Melissa where maybe Chris wants to move on and we just haven't heard it. Thirty, you know, that or you know what you know what's the situation here that they're they are ending the season, ending the show uh, before that like you said that magic number of syndication and and I know you know I saw a lot of people talking online about you know well clearly the show you know will continue on Netflix and they'll continue to get money from that but but again you, you still would want to have that magic five because uh, there there are other venues out there. I mean, I know arrow, for example, I'll see it on TNT. I mean, which is another Warner property as
0: mm-hmm. far
1: as, um, uh, as far as the Warner media empire, but still, uh, you know, you do want to have that magic 100 so you can, you can get, get that extra syndication dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Very, very, very strange, but, um, regardless, we will be watching in, in the spring um, yep, in February. is when yep. our lineup comes back. Yep. Apparently we have an in right now after a certain retweet took place. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Uh,
0: <laughs> when I saw that, I just, I nearly fainted. <laughs> I, like, oh my God. I don't know what this means, but I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that
1: was, nice. right. that was that was a nice little that was a nice little retweet last week. I had yeah that was, that was that was that was that was good to get noticed.
0: <laughs> good to get noticed. Yeah, <laughs> she's like I fat fingered it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. In other MCU news, um, it has been announced that Black Panther two will start filming in twenty twenty one July. God, talk about a lifetime ago, Will, yeah. when first Black Panther came out. And this announcement, I mean, it's end of November. Chadwick passed in September, but still, it feels like brace yourself.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Slow down. <laughs> slow down. We're not ready to think about Black Panther 2 right now. We're just trying to make it through the year at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh yeah, it looks like they're planning on starting production on the second film in July of next year and I guess it'll be a six look like a six month uh filming
2: mm-hmm.
1: or the for the uh sequel and of course obviously they will have to deal with the issue of of Chadwick's passing and and, and, and even prior to that folks we're, were hoping that uh, Shuri would have a, a, a larger role. And, and now with this, you know, what happened with Chad, Chadwick, will will definitely, uh, they'll have to integrate that into the story. And I know they also had uh, made some uh, various casting announcements as well with, uh, I think, uh, one of the actors from Narcos joining the uh, production as one of the antagonists. And um, and then, of course, we on top of that, uh, you'll still, you know, have the uh start of thor in january in australia and so yeah phase four is is starting to to start starting to move along uh, even though it got blown up this year <laughs> by COVID.
0: do you know who from narcos it's not pedro right
1: no it's not pedro it's uh tinuk uh, huerta
0: okay don't yeah. know all right yeah. all right uh, because there is a few from narcos the the villain in wolver um not wolverine in logan is from narcos too okay. and he did a really good job in that in that role so i i was i was excited and the name is on the tip of my tongue of the actor's name mm. which i also surprisingly know that he used the date Elizabeth Olsen, so that would have been an interesting tie-in, and I won't go down this rabbit hole anymore, <laughs> but things I know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're laughing now, because the next bit, bit of news is just all comedy, all comedy. Deadpool 3 has hired a writer, um, the Mollinger?
1: Oh no, sisters! Yeah, from Bob's Burgers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I hope they appreciate when Ryan Reynolds just ad-libs all of his lines.
1: Yep, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just put Deadpool says something.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the line. That's the, that's the script.
0: <laughs> Ooh, we just got casting announcements. Jeez, um, Stranger Things 4 has announced that Freddy Krueger actor Robert Englund is coming to the show.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, the show is set in the 80s, so you might as well bring Freddy Krueger. No, nope.
0: no, nope. no, no, we don't. We do not bring things that terrified Sarah when she was a little <laughs> little girl to Stranger Things, okay? We don't do it.
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do.
0: I just, I mean, I just hope that suddenly, like a few days later, we have an actor who played Jason. Because <laughs> <laughs> for those who have not seen *Freddie vs. Jason*, do not see it. It is a horrible movie. Yeah, it yeah. is really, really bad and not scary. Um, so <laughs> no, don't don't do that. But
1: yeah, well, I guess it's-
0: I, Stranger Things. The one thing that I will take away from this though is mm. they need to insert something new. Yeah, um, I think season season two kind of was a weird parallel to season one, and I think a lot of people got upset because it just it felt like so much of the same. Mm-hmm. And then season 3 I know you and I both really liked. Yeah. And and it was solid and it was partly solid um because of Maya Hawks and and a few other characters and some and and of course a lovely duet of never ending story. But <laughs> 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 but I just I just we I we also know when it ended it was kind of like okay. But we're not going to have the same villain next season, right? So, so maybe this is fingers crossed and a hint that this season will have a new villain, a new story to tell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won't go down all the. I mean, there's because they 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 onboarded like about eight new people for the on in the cast for this upcoming season. But uh, I guess England's character. Uh is uh his, his name is Victor Creel, who is a disturbed and intimidating man who was imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s.
0: Okay. So
1: got it. Yep. Ready? So, or
0: so, actually, is it Jason? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it Michael Myers?
0: <laughs> is it Psycho?
1: <laughs> is <Dave>. it Chucky. <laughs>
0: Uh there would be stranger things. Yeah. Um Ava Duver- DuVernay created a new limited s- series called DMX based on the DC Comics series. Um is it has it been picked up? By- yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh been picked up. It's set to uh I think start filming I believe this upcoming year. And uh, uh Rosario Dawson is also going to be uh part has a part in it is one of the leads as well as benjamin bratt and uh yeah so it's a limited series going to be on hbo max her first show that uh, she's going to be producing over there and uh it was a yeah it was a dc comic that uh was that uh very dystopian story as is as you can imagine something called dmx which is you know for demilitarized zone and uh, basically, where America has had a civil, bitter civil war, and you know, it's kind of close to life. <laughs> but, uh, sure. but, uh, but basically, it chronicles uh, Dawson's character trying to rescue her uh, son that she lost whenever they were trying to evacuate New York City at the beginning of the conflict.
0: Rosario, Rosario, Rosario. Yeah. We'll see. She's going to be Ahsoka in a few episodes of Mandalorian. So yep. we'll see if, if she falls, retains in favor with the public or falls out of favor with the public. Cause I know there's been so much debate about her casting announcement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, she can't, she can't, as long as she doesn't do any crazy things on social media, <coughs> Gina Carano, uh, then she should be okay.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> a, Ava DuVernay, like, I should, at, at this time, she's she's very similar to Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Like, when does this lady sleep?
1: <laughs> Never. I think mean, she's like cranking out content. Like, I mean, she's got like her deal with Netflix. You know, she's uh-huh. got this one at HBO Max. And she's got another DC project that she was going to be working oh. on too. Uh,
0: is she trying to rival The Rock?
1: I think as far as on the production side, yeah. Yeah, she is.
0: As long she as she is, doesn't announce something in 2014 that takes until 2021 to start filming, she'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, speaking about other crazy directors, producers, those who can do it all, Terrence Winter leaves the has left the upcoming Batman movie HBO Max spinoff over creative differences. Of course.
1: Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. I, had, I I felt for you, you know, one I was like, okay. Should I put anything about the Batman on the thing, but just to drive you know, the knife a little harder poor Sarah about heart about the movie itself not coming out to 2022 and then I was like, we got to at least acknowledge this uh that creative differences have led for him to to leave the project. So this
0: well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not upset about that because I'm not. I mean, this is some weird spinoff. I have no buy-in. Doesn't feature our Um I, I I thought that they were jumping the gun way too soon when they announced mm. the project. Yeah. Um, and now to see see creative differences. Oh, the, those were the days. Will when we would talk about the news. And yep. things would get all twisted because of creative differences and not because of COVID.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> We're very used to the creative differences excuse.
1: I, yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, when I saw creative differences, I was like, oh, this is, a, you know, the normal things that normally happen with projects. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> good
2: old
1: the, the good old days of tone and creative differences over my version of gotham is not what your version of gotham is so yeah but you're right though i think it was a bit premature and uh, with them to to do this even before the before the film was released but you know again i think everybody is trying to build these shared universes between the small screen and the big screen
0: yeah i you know they say creative differences right now will We'll see how long that excuse lasts. Because <laughs> these days it, it it starts off creative differences and then before you know it, there's a lawsuit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Order project is canceled. It's been on the shelf for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's put on the shelf, you know. We don't even know how the Batman will do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We would know sooner if they had stuck with the original. Release. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh man. Um, Jennings um, will begin guest guest hosting Jeopardy in light of Alex Trebek's passing. And um, n- emphasis on guests, which means there is still a chance for Josh McCuga. Will is a yep. genius when he writes these news rundowns because that's a very happy thought for us.
1: Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is.
0: <laughs> I for- think that is it for the news.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know we had quite a bit this week, and we went we went a little long with it, but uh, there, there, it was, it was a very packed week before the holiday.
0: Yeah. did Did you see the Miss Marvel images?
1: I did. I did.
0: Yeah. I am surprised they're filming.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. I yeah, I was. That caught me by surprise too when I saw it on Just Jared. Uh, that uh, they had those still photos from from the production. I was like, "Whoa, they are not wasting any time getting this thing going."
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was just what?
1: Yeah, oh, that. Yeah, Where, I didn't even. I mean, even I know they cast seeing, her. Like... I remember. Yeah, I know they casted her and everything, but I didn't. That's re- like, boom, they're like moving right along as far as as far as filming. So yeah.
0: All right. Well, that brings us to our main event. The Mandalorian season two, episode four, The Siege. Will, what did you think about this episode?
1: I it I I enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I really like Carl Weather's direction of this episode. I uh I, I missed the uh the the camera guy, the the ca- the uh crew member <laughs> in the in the scene there. Uh a la... Game of Thrones, as far as uh, unexpected things to show up, but but overall, I, I it it had a lot of uh, a new hope feel to it, as far as some of the classic bits from previous Star Wars, and, I, and 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 I guess the thing that I'm finding about the Mandalorian at this point, and why I think so many people do enjoy it is because it does have that familiarity to it uh, which can be a good thing and can it be a bad thing the good thing is where I thought uh, the the beats that they had and just a lot of the you know callbacks to, to, to various aspects we've, we've seen it in prior films uh, the predictable nature of it though is like Mando being such a bad dad <laughs> or caretaker of baby Yoda I mean Starting out the starting out the uh, show with the cold open with them trying to fix the uh, fix the razor crest getting from point A to point B and him and the wires. It was a cute little moment and stuff, but you uh, know, it, 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 it was it was predictable. It was very funny. I laughed. Don't get me wrong. I think this is probably the first episode in a while I've like had th- through throughout that I did have some laugh out loud moments with like that and then also when they were on the school in in Navarro. Uh, But, you know, but at the same time, hopefully we're not falling into the trope where this is going to happen, like, all the time because it will get very old very, very quickly if they overdo it. So those are my overall quick, quick top-line impressions of the episode.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm mixed about this episode. I'm very, very mixed. And I was thinking about it earlier today, and I think that the, the quality is there. Mm-hmm. The writing is there. The character moments are there. I think this season, more so than last season, they have really taken a three-hour movie mm-hmm. and diced it up into half-hour segments. Yeah. Which is both good and bad. Um it's it's good because that that's what we want. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day we 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 love TV. We love how you can return to the story that you started the previous week and get the next chapter. I mean, they literally call these episodes chapters. Um it's bad because a part of me just wants to wait until it's all said and done and binge it. And, and maybe that's because last weekend i had a lovely sunday and i watched all 10 hours of the <laughs> but i just i i feel like they they really are telling a a story from start to finish yeah. that for me almost gets interrupted and some Fridays when I sit down to watch it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to, or where were we? What's going on? I I like that. They got rid of the sand, but now all I see is water everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so, so I'm mixed. I'm, I'm also mixed because I don't know what it was about this episode, and I really should have rewatched it. I really should have. I'm going to be very honest right now. Okay, and I good. want no judgment. I don't really think I watched the episode well. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was online shopping during it, and I got very <laughs> <mistaken>. <laughs> So I picked up a few bits. I, I I definitely heard the information about um what the child is for
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um the, the the um the plans and the intentions and potential tie-ins to other things we've seen and other pictures. Um, but I'm pretty sure I missed a lot of the
1: Well it was a very fast episode pacing wise. <laughs> And there was a lot shoved in it. Uh, so, if you missed anything, you know, it's either... It, it's, it's it's to be forgiven, I think. Maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was thinking while you were talking about th- how they d- have divided this up into chapters and dropping it week to week. And I, I thought back to the boys and our discussions with it. Yeah. And... And, and and also now that I'm watching The Crown, uh, and one of the things that I think with what I'm liking about The Mandalorian and the boys and them dropping episodes week to week to week uh, is it, it gives it gives you the episode time to to breathe, yeah, and 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 really to. And like this week's episode, for example, there were, you know, there were a lot of things that they did throw in there. I mean, there was the, uh, the call back to season one with uh, uh, with
0: bringing the
1: prisoner guy, the prisoner guy, yeah, and 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 how he is now grief cargos assistant on El Navarro and also again building the world and and, and and how Navarro now, you know, Cara, Dune and and, and Grief are administrators of it and trying to clean up you know the, the remnants of the empire that are still there and um, and how again we've seen this continual pat continual through line in the stories about how how things are how still, kind of the wild, wild west in the outer rim, and which you know, again reinforces the whole western themes, and and that that the Mandalorian has has you know, leaned in on, uh, in 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 both the first and second season. So you know, so those there's those aspects of it that I think you know if I had, if I binge this series, I, I I I don't think I would be able to get pick up all those those little nuances and, and those finer points of of the story that uh that I am able to do whenever you watch this series week to week and you know the biggie of course was the potential tie-in to, to Rise of Skywalker and the uh, and also you know, cringe cringe moment here but the whole midichlorians <laughs> and I and, know right Right.
0: Yeah. Two of the things that fans have always loved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're like, we're Um, going to, we're going to, yeah.
0: I I do, I do disagree with you. And here's, here's why. Because, and, and the boys is a great example. The boys, I agreed that it was best served week to week. But those episodes were long, mm-hmm. and and there was a lot of nuance, and and we're talking about also just the gore aspect,
2: yeah.
0: And some of the some of the storylines, like they went really deep into racism and mm-hmm. systemic racism this season.
2: Yeah,
0: they had a Nazi on the show. There was a lot to take yeah. in. Now I'm not saying that Star Wars is not deep but i do think when we say nuance with the mandalorian we are talking about geek nuance <laughs> <laughs> where it's much more like the the easter eggs the the subtle yeah. nods i mean i was listening to a pod um Christian Harloff, um, break down the episode with Mark Riley and they were freeze framing things and pointing out things on the walls and all this stuff. And that is great. But, but I don't think that that type of indulgence changes. If this was just released as a, as a three hour movie, as opposed to 10 half hour segments,
1: yeah, but I think the thing is, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, and I know for casual fan that may, I mean, not everybody has to be like the Harlows and the Rallies of the world where they're like, you know, getting so wrapped around the axle with oh, you see that that's image of that droid that looks like three PO on the on the on the mural there on the wall. I mean, we don't need. I'm not talking about that, mm-hmm. but. But I do think there are not to that level of geekiness, but there are some bigger points that I think as even though as I said cringe war they they brought back the Midichlorians from Phantom Menace and the 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 Gideons and 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 um the uh Par Pershing's um cloning uh, uh you know needing that to tie to the potential down the line with rise of skywalker those i mean i don't those and other story aspects that we saw in in these episodes and even would to me i would i feel like if i just power through in a binge watch i i I, yeah you know i'll get that rush and the uh of all and just seeing the story and, and, and 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 everything but I, I just don't feel like I would I, I feel like I still I would be missing something if I did it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I go back and forth. I, I think at this point with me, I think it's very interesting to listen to the diehards mm-hmm. talk about this season because um episode three, the 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 infamous spider episode seems to be a something almost a litmus test, yeah because for me, looking back on that episode, it had so much character as much as it was action packed it mm-hmm. had so many beats about character, and then we also have the 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 whole the passenger mm-hmm. and and how and how that fed into what we had already talked about that. This this idea that you have, you have two people who are are trying to reconnect with with their own kind. You have the Mandalorian, and you have the child, and then you have now you have this this frog lady who's trying to preserve her race, um, which is very interesting. And maybe they'll do some really cool things now that we're hitting on this 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 cloning this mortality aspect of the lore and and what that means um it's but but that episode doesn't seem to be one that sticks out for the diehards which I think is fascinating because I'm like what but there was so much character it was so interesting um it wasn't fan it didn't feel like it was fan service it didn't feel like oh let's purposely draw this image of this person on the wall so those who have watched all these other things will get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I know, like, yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I mean, like, last week, that was true, like, fan. That was a reward for those hardcore fans who watch everything. This week, I felt, had some of those moments, but not so much, and and there were, I think there were some things that uh I was... Re- read an article like about the about Gideon's dark stark troopers at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Uh so yeah, there was the, the 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 obvious tie-ins, but then the uh Gideon's soldiers that he was building uh do tie back to the extended universe for uh a a super soldier type of, of stormtrooper and uh, so you know, so you did have that again, and I know Favreau has talked about how he and Filoni have, you know really are digging deep into the Star Wars universe to, to and bring a, a lot of these things to to life in, the in the Mandalorian. So you know, so you know, so I think it is for those those fans like the Harlows and the Rallies of the world, they really will get. You know a lot out of that, and can can break it down and freeze frame each scene, and you know give us all you know for those folks who want to go there and, and give you that. You know there there is that analysis that's out there, but then you know fans like you and I who are you know we we like Star Wars, we really enjoy it, and maybe you know and not as not as deep steeped into the extended universe and animated universe of Clone Wars and Rebels and other things. So, you know it's it's still it, you know there's still a lot there that we can That we talk about and can, and can break down And um,
0: Like the macaroons Let's exactly. talk about the macaroons
1: Exactly How <laughs> <I'm> about the <to. laughs> So you're just That's you're the,
0: something else that I, I felt like the The episode Didn't do more of they could have chopped all of Cara Dune's stuff, because I think they just placed an awkwardly weird emphasis on her character. Yeah. Not yeah. realizing what would ha- transpire within a few months. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so good. I wasn't the only one who had problems. It was hard to, to separate the actress and the character.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I really did space of, out of all of her stuff.
1: <laughs> and it's and it, it, yeah, and if if she were a better actress, then maybe I could have like you know overlooked those other things. But then we have what yeah, all that, and then yeah, but I won't. I don't want to get too political. I'll, I'll stop yeah. there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and meanwhile, we we put the child in the classroom with real kids, and he and he immediately starts bullying people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He he really is hungry all the freaking time. He
1: is. He is. Be yeah. Yeah. He's not so lovable whenever it's uh, (laughs) that when the the urges, the hunger urges, rear their ugly their ugly head. And yeah, but you know it's it's very interesting. You know, whenever we were first introduced to Yoda, Mm -hmm. uh, he was also somewhat of a bully and you know and stealing Luke's food and. Banging R two D two with the crane is is Kane and stuff. So you know, I think mischievous behavior definitely is a is a uh, trait of Yoda Yoda's species.
0: <laughs> so so here's where my mind went immediately during that is I thought they were gonna do more more of it, incorporate more of him, finally around other children. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm but children who don't look like him and, and also who, and, and that interaction, it's like, Oh, my first time interacting with other children after I've spent all of this time with Mando. And then we were going to see some, some, some images and they kind of got there when he stole the macaroons, but about how by him going on the, these missions with mando who's a bounty hunter he's somewhat been corrupted yeah um and that's what i was really hoping for and so when when they drop him off there's that interaction with macaroons and then next thing we know mando has him again i'm just like what the heck he, yeah 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 <laughs> Um, I don't know why they didn't they didn't do more. Um, and then at this point, between the last two episodes, I'm just like, Jesus, Mando, hire a damn babysitter.
1: Exactly,
0: so, you're just <laughs> dropping the kid here, here, and here.
1: Yeah, I guess his Mando's gotten over his issue with droids because he like felt totally comfortable leaving him in a school. <laughs>
0: We'll, With, well, either either get a babysitter or actually let the child be a part of the missions. Because I'm I'm tired of these these weaker plot points where he just gets left someplace and yeah. you think they're gonna do more and then it's just it's just uh, we have to have a reason for the child not to be on the screen. It's like what the heck?
1: Yeah, yeah. The conven- Yeah, the, yeah. True. And then and like you said, then to the conveniently be somehow. Like this episode, he jets off, takes care of the stormtroopers on the top, and then somehow gets the kid, gets the refurbished Razor Crest, and then comes back and saves the day as far as shooting down the Tie fighters. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think to your point that there was a too much, too much trying to be done in a very short amount of time, and it just it, it it. it does, like, point out how irresponsible he is with the kids sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he certainly has, um, has to be a protective father soon because this episode did do a good job of setting up... And reminding you, Moff Gideon is the villain of the series. Mm -hmm. And he has um, planted a tracking device (laughs) on Mando. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) um,
1: Where have we seen that before?
0: (laughs) We'll be seeing them collide within the next episode or two. And more importantly, the next episode is called The Jedi.
2: Yeah. Jedi. You
0: know something I do have to remind myself is last season I wasn't immediately impressed, and then they got they had a few episodes that really started going and and i this season's fine season's mm-hmm. fine i'm just i i think i'm i'm being I'm being a bit picky now that we're hitting like that midway point,
1: yeah, yeah, well, you know I think it's and it's fair to be picky i mean I think. I mean, it's a very good series, but, you know, but like anything, it's, it, it does has its, its flaws. And I think it's totally fine to, to point those out. But, uh, but I mean, but at the end of the day, it's an enjoyable ride. And, and as I said, at the very beginning, I think, uh, you know, I had with all the little Easter eggs and all the callbacks to various things from like a new hope and, uh, and, and some of the other aspects of other films, uh, it was I. I, I really I, I, I did I. I enjoyed this episode, and I, and I really thought Carl Weathers did a really good job of directing it.
0: It was all right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, any update on the crowd? Uh yeah, making
1: them making our way through it. It's uh, I think up to episode four now, and uh, really, really, really enjoying it. But I see when you when we you gave your uh, Your thoughts last week about uh, The dynamic they set up With the story with Charles and Diana Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah it's It's uh yeah it's definitely Fully fully Totally get that and seeing how How they're how they're painted them but It I've I've really Enjoyed it I think the actress playing Diana Really captures uh, A lot of Uh her Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Mannerisms and, And things uh I think they, I thought they so far, underplaying her her fact that she was you know in the aristocracy as well that she wasn't like Kate Middleton yeah. for example who, uh you know Kate really was more of a common commoner than but they, and they're trying to plan that they're trying to they don't they try to play that up a little bit with Diana and trying to gloss over the fact that her I mean her father wasn't Earl and he wasn't you know mm-hmm. an aristocracy but. Uh, but I've, I enjoyed, I, I've enjoyed things so far, even though the, 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 stag, the CGI on the stag had much to be desired, but you know, the story, this, this show is not here for the special effects. No,
0: no. Yeah. What about Margaret Thatcher's husband?
1: I love Dennis.
0: I know. right? He's, <laughs> he's,
1: he's great. So funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dennis is great. And just, to, just to write, uh, just a right uh, right reality check, uh, and, and and humor, uh, for for how you know how proper how well not proper, but how how awkward sometimes Margaret seems and how how rigid she is, in her in her approach to things.
0: I mean, for the I could I could spend hours talking talk about nuance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, they, they, and you've already watched this episode, so I have no font. No problem saying it out loud, but in the second episode when they go visit the royal family in Scotland Mm -hmm. and they are so confused by all of the procedures and processes and and what something that stuck out to me was when Margaret gets upset that the maid has started to unpack Dennis's suitcase. Yeah. She doesn't say he can do it himself, he says that is what a woman, woman that is what a wife is supposed to do for their husband. Yeah, and and there's and I was talking to my parents about this because they just wrapped up the season. Will is just really slow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and there's something very fascinating about Margaret and how she's portrayed in this series because for someone who is, has risen to that level of power in a male-dominated political sphere during a time that, that yeah, it wasn't the 1950s, but, I mean, change, social change like that is hard, so women were still thought to be lesser than. And, but, but still, at the same time, play into the gender role to the point where she says that line, and there's a few episodes where where you see some other things where it's like, as much as she's a a woman who's strong and independent, she very much um, tries to make sure that she still abides by those those roles of what a a wife should be mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. that time, which is it's just fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really that was very fascinating. Moment there uh, when they had that that particular scene. So yeah, that, that definitely shows the dichotomy as far as uh, what was going on uh, in in her pro- in her private life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I the more I think about this season, I, I do think it was my favorite season of The Crown mm. so far. Mm. I and it's not just and again, it's not just because of Princess Diana. And Charles, it's because of Margaret Thatcher, and and it takes a while to fully get what they were doing. It really took into the very last scene that she's in, and I'm just like, I get it now. Yeah, totally understand what they were trying to do, and they did it.
1: Yeah. Well, also the thing too that I'm liking so far with this season is uh, how you have you know before it was just singularly focused on the queen and and her. You know, to your point about how a woman deals with the very male dominated situation with you know with royalty and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: finding her place but now uh, now' we're, we're, we're having two women at, uh, who are adjusting to the acquisition of power and and how it influences and shapes how they live their lives, and that being that being you know, Margaret Thatcher and Diana. So it's been, you know, seeing these early episodes, seeing how both of them have are, are adjusting to to the the royalty, and and then also governing. As far as the case with Thatcher and Di figuring out you know, her place in in the royal family and and the dynamics there has uh it, it, it is it is shaping up. You know, I have obviously. Still have a ways to go, but it is shaping up to be a very, very strong season.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. There, there's a reason why this season on the posters fe- featured images of these three women because mm-hmm. they are a triangle, mm-hmm. and it, um, a lot of triangles exist in this season, and and they do expand. You see all of the, um, Elizabeth's children this season, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you get there. There, you know. there's so much like there's a line that i want to say out loud but i i want you to experience the line and okay. you're not gonna get there until the very end but okay, okay. Um, if, fair if enough people <laughs> have not checked out the crown jump ahead go straight into season four it's worth it um, I, I definitely recommend it. The more, again, the more I think about it, the more I almost just want to re-binge it because it's it's a very well constructed um, story. The right stuff.
1: Yeah, season season finale. We finally, mm-hmm. we finally have a launch, and I, I, I like the finale. It was uh, it was good. We finally, you know, we do have spoiler alert: Alan Shepherd's launch. Uh, they were able to uh, focus on some of the other characters a little bit more this episode with with gordo and and trudy and their continued difficulties in their marriage and um uh deke slayton how you know his health condition how he was able to uh you know find a place in, in the astronaut corps and but of course, it comes back. Obviously, always comes back to John Glenn and, and Alan Shepard. But I, I liked where they where they left things uh, with with them at the end of this uh, end of this season. And um, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to season two. I, I, I thought again, I, I did note that the series kind of ran out of starting to run out of steam a little bit with the uh, you know last, last two episodes leading to the finale. But uh, it, it was a very satisfying season season finale.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I haven't been on board with like the last episode and a half or two, or two episodes, um, but this episode I I appreciate how they concluded the season. I mm-hmm. thought the announcement, Kennedy's speech mm-hmm. about getting a man on the moon was a yep. great way to end it. Yep, and kind of um, build excitement that maybe this series is not just about the Mercury Seven, but also gets expanded upon just the, this whole space division in general and NASA and um, which, which is interesting. I, I think if, if I was in that writer's room though, the takeaway would be, or if I was a showrunner, it would be, you need to not, you need to have the Shepard and Glenn tension, but you have so many characters Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and there's so many stories that you need to start figuring out a better balance to how to retain the ensemble um, and allow these character, other characters to tell their stories. Um, Because for example, in this finale when they, um, and I don't even know the character's name, like that's, that's how bad it is. But when he, um, I guess he due to medical reason.
1: Yeah. Deke Slayton. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, I could not remember his name.
1: Yeah. I
0: felt like it was kind of random, but I vaguely called when he was rejected. But still, they didn't give enough. They should have placed more emphasis at, at the beginning. So it felt like when he was removed, it was a bigger, um, there was more loss. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There, they, they, there's definitely room to grow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: all right well well that is it for us tonight why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you
1: yes you can find me at will and polk w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and
0: you can find me at s-j-belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at seen nerd Find us on facebook follow us on instagram but most importantly rate subscribe and comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts good night geek out you're welcome